Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Some Celtics issues to get into as well. Jackie McMullen of ESPNBoston.com joins us when Jackie joins us. She's, of course, brought to you by Toyota of Nashua Commonwealth Mortgage and by Town Fair Tire. And Jackie joins us here on the AT&T Hotline. Good afternoon, Jackie. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we doing today? We're doing good. we got the Red Sox and Yankees, first of, uh, what, 19 games this year, both teams <laughs> at the bottom of the division. Let's get this thing going, Jackie. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just weird, right? No Mariano. That's just a weird thing to me. He's just such a staple of, and, you know, just a, such a symbol of their great excellence. It's weird. And then, of course, Robertson's already on the DL, right? Yeah, and, and we were we were just talking about Jacoby Ellsbury and the fact that he's over there now and he's set up to a good start and he's batting third, Jackie, and it still seems right. like nobody in Boston cares that he left. <laughs> you know, we know he's but a good how player. How is that possible, uh, Lou? Because, and, and I remember saying this at the time, and I think even you and I talked about this, that they didn't, they, to me, I, I feel, anyway, people underestimated how valuable he was. He's not the obvious star like some of the bigger personalities like Pedroia or Big Poppy. But my goodness, he stole bases. He played great center field. He hit, hit you know, he had, had some of the most timely hits in the postseason. And he was a quiet guy that went about and did his business. I mean, every team should want Jacoby Ellsbury. Now, I'm not quarreling at all, at all, with the Red Sox not signing him. That price tag is too high. I get that. But I always thought it was silly for anybody to suggest that this team wasn't going to miss Jacoby Ellsbury. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think you know missing him obviously you know lead off spot. But I thought the fact that he left, I think a lot of people looked at like you said the money, right? He's sure. a good player, but well, that's just too it. much money. It was the worst kept secret, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you knew he was going to leave. We were talking a year ago that not only that he was going to leave, but we all knew where he was going too, right. didn't we? So that's why. Yeah, you know? but it, we, I was saying before, though, I think it's also the emotional attachment. I think the fan base, like even the media didn't get to know this guy. The fan base didn't right. get to know this guy. So when you don't really know someone, I mean, you knew Johnny Damon. You know, you felt right, like he right. was one of you. Ellsbury, right. it's like you never had that feeling. So when he left, you were like, ah, I got, didn't get to know him anyway. Right. That's a good point. Very good point. I will say this in his defense, um, having been around him and the team, and, and you guys know this, I think, too, that he was – much more involved with the Red Sox team, particularly last year, than people have any idea. Just because he didn't come out um, and talk to us, and I wouldn't either because we, oh, everybody asked the same question. Are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Are you going to stay? Are you going to go? And, but that guy uh, had a lot of friends in that, in that clubhouse, and I think people really rallied around him. And I think some of the other personalities from the past had to leave that clubhouse before Jacoby Ellsbury could fe- be, feel comfortable with who he wanted to be. And so I think he was a lot more popular with his teammates than people understand. The, the, I, I, 
the emotion, the money, like you said, seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. last year. Fans, they divorced themselves from a year ago, and they just sort of they did. They moved yeah, on, right, knowing right. He, he was not going to be back. I think that's the feeling. The question becomes with John Lester, is that going to happen this year, Jackie? I don't know if you heard John Henry with us said Friday, you know, there's certain levels we can't go to right, when it comes right. to extending a pitcher, seemingly saying we're not giving him a Max Scherzer deal. Should the Red Sox give him a Scherzer deal? And how do you no. view the, this year going for John Lester? No, absolutely not. Uh, again, I, if, if John Lester walks, I'll understand it completely. And as good as he was last year, and he was untouchable in the World Series, he's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, 31 years old. And uh, you, you can't, even when uh, the Dodgers gave Kershaw that ridiculous contract, mm-hmm. you, you kinda, at least part of you could say, well, he's 24 years old, right? So, I, listen, Lester, nothing can, will ever take away from the two, world, you know, the two World Series performances that he's had here in a Boston Red Sox uniform. Um, I think he's really redeemed himself in terms of all the other stuff that happened uh, during those dark days of the unnamed chicken and beer. All of that, great for him. But uh, I wouldn't give him more than four years. I wouldn't give him five years, and I sure as heck wouldn't give him the money they're talking. What, we saw with Kershaw how one little thing can change the, the landscape. Now, I'm not saying Kershaw's not going to get better. I think he will. But, you know, they're without their ace for quite a while, and he's 24 years old. You just can't gamble on pitchers long term. It doesn't make any sense to do that. Now, Jackie, when you look at the Red Sox here, this 4-5 and five start, I think uh, maybe not playing crisp baseball. You are no. extremely level-headed. You don't get over-emotional at all. Is there anything that would concern you, first nine? Well, I think it's the general idea, um, Lou, how hard it is to repeat. It's just so hard. And when you look back on last year, everything went right. They, if I'm mistaken, I don't believe they were ever under 500. They really they withstood all the injuries to the closers very early on. But beyond that, they really didn't have to weather any storms. And it seems to me like all the storms saved themselves up here for the month of April. And they're having to deal with some injuries right away and some lineup changes. And, uh, and they're not hitting. So uh, I just don't think it, I, I'm not pressing the panic button by any stretch because they have pitching and pitching will always win it for you. But like Buckholtz, we need to find out, don't we? We need to find out. I, I couldn't agree Buckholtz. more. Uh, off the weekend, it's the one thing I came out and I, I was sort of reactionary about. It was weird when Lou was saying, you know, I'm not, you're not emotional and reactionary. He was staring at me uh, when he said that because Lou knows I'm a little reactionary. I'm right. curious. when you, well, you say, get paid to do that much, so don't, don't take any guff on that. The, that's, how you pay, that's how you feed your family. Don't worry about you it. You made the point about repeating, okay, and we should ask you this before the year. But why is it so hard in baseball, Jackie, to repeat? In the NBA, we've had repeat champions. Heat have won two. They're going for three here. Uh, you've had it in the NFL. You had the Patriots win back-to-back. In baseball, you got to go back to 99 to find repeat champions, and the Yankees were able to win, what, two, three in a row. Why do you oh, think that, it's been that's so easy? That's an easy answer. I, at least I think it is. First of all, you take basketball. There's only five players on the court at one time. So someone like Michael Jordan can literally dominate the game for as long as he's out there. In football, I think quarterbacks dominate the game. So there's Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that the rest of the guys didn't help them win those Super Bowls. Of course they did. But it's even your most dominant player in baseball only goes to bat if he's lucky, four times in a game, maybe five. And, uh, and, and, and if you don't hit the ball anywhere near him in the outfield, he can't dominate defensively. So your most dominant players tend to be pitchers, right? And they only pitch every four or five days. So there's your answer. Well, Jackie Turner, switching gears here in the, 
the Celtics last night. I I tell you what, with all the losses, I I mean, I can't even remember how many losses have happened like this, right? The competitive right, up <laughs> up by six, up by eight, whatever it is in the fourth, and nine, just yeah, yeah just hand these things over left and right. It's amazing that they how where they are. But I, you know, I think we all agree it's it's not a bad thing. Competitive loss. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Um, I'm not of the mind of wishing for a team to lose for better lottery position. I just watch games just to watch them. But I, I, I last night was probably the first time all year I thought, "What are you doing? <laughs> you know, come on, the Hawks need this game. You don't want the Knicks to slide in there, do you? What are you doing?" And uh, but but the, I think the frustrating part, if I'm Brad Stevens would be how they lost that game. I mean, the minute it started to be a three-point contest between Jared Sullinger and Kyle Korver, right. it was over, baby. And, you know, to leave Korver open not once but twice in your transition defense, I mean, there's just no excuse for that. That's not, well, you know what, we're not talented enough. That's, you know what, we don't care enough. And we're not getting where we're supposed to be. See, Those I, are two different things. I, watching the game last night, I watched because Danny Andrew in the color commentary. And yeah, my, he was pretty good, wasn't my, he? My new list of, of favorite uh, people who sat next to Gorman this year, it's Jackie McMullen, number one. And I'm going to put well, Danny, Danny Ainge, number two. <laughs> Danny Ainge last night, I thought Jackie, w- was very honest. He talked a lot about Jeff Green on the broadcast, talked about Sollinger, yep. talked about Olenek. What did you think of Ainge's honesty uh, doing that game last night with Gorman and Chris Aaron? It's my, it's my favorite part about Danny Ainge. And anyone that spent any time with Danny knows this is how he is. That was no act. This is how he is when you talk to him off the record, on the record, when he was a player, when he was a coach, and now that he's in the front office. He has opinions, and he's not afraid to express them, and they get him in trouble sometimes, and he doesn't care. He believes what he believes. It's refreshing. It's always been refreshing. And it was last night entertaining. The one I liked best was the one when he chastised uh, Avery Bradley for, you know, sort of, what did he call it, a stroll in the park, taking that ball to the basket and got caught from behind by Jeff Teague. Uh, that, to me, was, was a great and a very telling comment. I loved that he was willing to take on his players because, you know what, I'm sure that's what Brad Stevens was saying to Bradley in the locker room. You know, Jackie, I want to ask you about the East because the Miami Heat, the Nets now, I think, what, took two out of three from these guys. And I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, and you think, you know, Paul Pierce, KG, just that veteran leadership. They battled Miami for so long. And you got Indiana doing what they're doing here down the stretch. Is there something? That's what I mean. Like, are, Are the Nets maybe their biggest challenge, or is it still Indiana? And, you know, the Mets, I believe the Nets swept them this year, Lou. Oh, they swept them. I believe the Nets swept the Heat. Oh. I don't think they – They really lost to Orlando last night, which was beautiful, but still. <laughs> right, yeah. They're, and they're, they're still a little wacky, the Nets. I don't think the Nets can beat the, the Miami Heat in a seven-game series in spite of uh, that small sample size. But I am confused about uh, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and, um, you know, I did talk to Larry Bird about it last week and, uh, and actually someone else in their front office more recently than that. And uh, I think this move was a good one, what Frank Vogel did, um, sitting those starters, and, and he probably will get fined, I think. I don't know. We'll see what Adam, how Adam Silver, uh, what take he has on it. But those guys did look fatigued. David West, in particular, who's the heart and soul of that team to me, looks run down. He played, uh, you know, he's played George and West and Hibbert and those guys a, a lot of minutes, high minutes. Now, if you're old school, you say, what's the big deal? You know, Bird, McHale, Parrish, they used to play big minutes. Um, it, it didn't matter. Um, but I do think the world's a little different now. Conditioning's a little different. Travel's a little different. So um, I think they did the right thing there. But the, the one I'm just baffled by is Hibbert. Hibbert has got 
something to say about everybody right now. He's taking some thinly veiled shots at, at Stevenson, Lance Stevenson, who, you know, is a little bit of a, a loose cannon. We all know that. But Hibbert, my goodness, look in the mirror. You are seven feet tall, and you can't rebound the ball. I think he had six rebounds over the last two or three games. He had one game where he had no points and no rebounds. Their defense is why they have a chance, and their defense has broken down, and it has begun the breaking down process with Roy Hibbert. He's not doing his job. You mentioned talking to Larry last week. Do you think there's any truth to Bob Kravitz's column earlier this week that Vogel out, Larry Bird coaches his team during the postseason if things don't Absolutely get corrected? Not. Absolutely not. I don't think that's going to happen. I, can, I, can, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think Larry will do that. I think Bird, Vogel, all of them are frustrated. Uh, but I, I can't. I just can't see that happen. I don't think that'll happen. I'll give you one more coaching question before we get you out. Will Coach Cal be coaching the Lakers next year? Ooh. My goodness, did you watch the final game? <laughs> As a thing. UConn grad, yes, and I loved every second of that non-fouling by uh, Calipari and right. that coach and in you the know final what? Calipari minute. Calipari is one of the best recruiters of all time. He'll go down in history as one of the greatest recruiters of all time. But I don't think he'll go down at all time as one of the greatest in-game coaches of all time. If he's smart. He'll stay right where he is or take another glamorous college job. Uh, I don't see that happening. That makes no sense to me. Jackie, great stuff as always. Enjoy Sox and Yanks this weekend. We'll talk to you next I week. I will. Thank you. Uh, Jackie right, McCollin Jack. joining us here uh, on the at and Outline. When Jackie joins us, she's brought to you by our friends at Toyota of Nashua Commonwealth Mortgage and by Town Fair Tire. Look, there is no way to uh, – it can't be overstated. That was a great loss for the Celtics last night. A great loss. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.